0: This is a ghost is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Have you ever thought, what are we doing here? Then maybe you've already cracked into the Pickney Bend whiskey. Patrick, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest. I, I, I drank all the Pickney Bend that they sent me, and uh, it was delicious. And it's super gone. Um, <laughs> this is a very subtle uh, a subtle poke at Pickney Bend to say if you're hey if you if you guys are still on board, so are we, and please show your commitment by sending us. Mm-hmm. More, uh, more, more, more alcohol, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Enough nice notes sent to the Patreon. We really <laughs> just need the hard stuff now. Um, yeah. No, I I uh, uh, finished everything. Finished the the sherry cask, delightful. The stout cask, delightfuller. Mm-hmm. Um, the gin and tonics, the Hib Hound, the uh, the big boy, which is now carried in Schnooks in St. Louis. I noticed. Oh, nice! I was very excited That's to see very that. Very exciting. Yeah. So uh, kudos you've run to the them. gamut. Hmm. Exactly. I've gone all the way around the carousel, and I am back starting, <clears throat> and uh, I want to go again. <laughs> well, if you are if you are out of whiskey and you would like more, go, pick me, Ben. Call the people at Pickney Ben and say, hey, it, it's empty here. Can you please mail us more? Hmm. Um, and they will probably ignore you like they've been ignoring us. <laughs> They'll how did you think, get this phone number? <laughs> do you think we've been canceled? <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I mean by specifically by Pickney Bend. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Uh, but again, call Schnooks; they've got it. So just you know, head yeah, on down to Schnooks. That's right. It's fine. Go check them out. They're <laughs> they're great, and they tell us that we have more in the way. So I think we're I think it I think it's going okay. <laughs> uh, and you can <laughs> find them at p i n c k e y b e n d dot com. They really they have great stuff, and it's I, we're now gosh. As we record, this is not true, but as you're listening, dear listener, we're wrapping up the holidays. We're getting, we're we're in the thick of it. So um, you've probably got some empty bottles on your hands if you've done early Christmas. Um, And uh, I, you know, the best people to refill those for you, Picney Ben, show up at Picney Ben with your empty bottles and say, (laughs) please, please fill this. Yeah, Clayton and Patrick said that you fill the bottles back (laughs) up here. Can you please fill these bottles back up? That'll teach them. I feel like that's as good as I can expect at this point. I mean, I'm working for free at the moment. So.
1: How's this?
0: Oh, I've been recording the whole 12. time. Yeah. There you go. That's great. Perfect. I'm negative 12-ish. Yeah. Sound better? It sounds the exact same to me, but I really don't <laughs> care. Okay. But. Okay. Uh yeah, I was going to research more for tonight to make it like a real episode, but then mm-hmm. I was not in I was in Phoenix and um and and did I did. I did research. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty so <laughs> it's good. it's a good episode it's a monday if we want to do a short one that's fine it doesn't bother me we'll be i did think about like what if we package two short ones together would people get mad at us and i think the answer is probably yes so i'm just gonna try to draw this out i'm gonna make i when if i don't know something i'm just gonna make (laughs) (laughs) up i'm gonna make up as much of the story as i can Um, totally different from every other week sounds like uh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's, so if you've liked the podcast <laughs> this far, you're going to mm-hmm. like today the same exact amount. No different. Gonna, not yeah, less. Crank not it up more. to 11. We're going to crank up the line up to 11, maybe 12. Which is uh, about where we hang out. Mm-hmm. Hey, can we talk about how Thomas Kincaid paints Star Wars and Marvel <laughs> paintings? So, so Luna brought up an excellent point. Thomas Kincaid's been dead for a decade. so <laughs> He has. So I went. I went looking on the website because I'm like something's <laughs> not something's fishy here, right? So I go on the website and he has like a sweatshop. Well, this of I knew. Painters. So I was yeah. gonna I was gonna bring this up. It felt like too much text, but we talked about this a mm. lot actually in some of our, our classes where I teach that he <laughs> um, he has pioneered this whole thing. Where, like his yeah, he, his students will paint. They'll do all the hard work. He will literally just go in and add in the light. Because he is the light oh. painter, so he will put in like okay. the reflections in the windows, and uh-huh. all the students do all the <laughs> they do all the hard work, and then he gets most of the money. It's a real racket. I didn't know. I didn't know he was dead. Yeah, he's been dead for a decade. He like he got divorced, and then a year later he died under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> okay, so he's so. gonna be on our uh, show pretty soon. <laughs> if he's dead, who painted the pecs on Beast at first base <laughs> in this? I- extraordinary painting of the X Men playing baseball in mm-hmm. front of the mansion. Yeah, it's yeah, I it, it it really does seem to me like there's probably one guy or girl in the sweatshop who just really <laughs> just really went <laughs> off the base. And and it's like oh no and and, the, and I'm going to start painting the X Men. That's not really what we do here, though. Like, can you imagine the X Men, you know, hanging over <laughs> your bed in your hotel room? No, but I'm going to do it. It seems like someone. It's also like a painting that someone else started doing because the the Xavier School for Gifted Children is really just a cottage, <laughs> and it's like someone had done that work and was like, this is going to be a really nice pastoral scene. And then someone else got a hold of it and was like, "And now it's the X Men." Because- I mean, it it really is, you know. Like you've probably seen these on, you know, a uh, bunch of old listicles and stuff like that of people that took old Thomas Kincaid paintings, yes, and added like ATAT walkers <laughs> and like Darth Vader emerging from the river and shit, and yeah, it's hilarious. It's fantastic, and apparently the Thomas Kincaid Foundation was like. And marketable, and we can do that. <laughs> Turns out those were actually fan fictions of the actual fan fictions <laughs> that Thomas Kincaid had been doing all this time. Oh, that's amazing! Well, I'll see if we can find any ghosts, any ghost stories about old Tom. I
1: mean, that is
0: that is something, <laughs> and and any of them that have like like actual you know uh, uh, human beings, in them, they very clearly look like they posed GI Joes. Oh, And then just painted the G.I. Joes. Like, there is no motion in any of them. They're very, very static. They are. It Uh. it is like if I, as a child, had been tasked with setting up the X-Men into a baseball game, Mm -hmm. I could have taken my action figures and it would have looked like a photograph of this. Yeah, 100%. And then what's the one you said? Oh, Star Wars, like Leia, like there was a, there was the the Luke and Leia swinging across the uh, the oh, reactor yeah. core or whatever. Also, these stormtroopers, the it's so wild. Some of them are firing at them, which is good. Some of these lasers are are in the exact wrong trajectory, and somehow two of the stormtroopers are lying down on their bellies firing, when the rest are like running. What? <laughs> This is very what? This is the standard operating procedure for stormtroopers. What is the fiction Thomas yep. has, has built for us here? It's uh, it's all very confusing. Mm. How can you paint? Okay, so Thomas Kincaid has been dead for ten years. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. we're going to get to the podcast in a second. <laughs> Thomas Kincaid has been dead for ten years. You say, mm-hmm. and yet there's a painting on his website that shows a Mandalorian holding the child, and it is watermarked with Thomas Kincaid. What? Mm-hmm. How? How? How is this a thing that is possible? They, they just rubber stamped his signature right before he died. And they're like, Tom, I'm really sorry, man. But for your kid's sake and for <laughs> your investor's sake, we're just going to stamp the shit on everything. I'm very, very sorry. On his deathbed, they were like, Tom, we need you to paint 1,000 sunsets. That we can then have someone else paint over. <laughs> we are going to put Deadpool on top of them. What the hell is Deadpool? I, you don't care. You don't care. Just, just sign here. Boy. What a journey! Thank you for um, thank you for taking me along with you on that. Can we talk about your patent on uh, in a public forum or not? Patent? Oh, the Disney one. What do you mean? What do you? Why are you acting confused? Yeah, of course, the one that's going to kill it's thousands not, and, of people. And no, and and, and and no, we probably can't talk about okay. it. But um, I don't know if you wanted to talk about the fish screw or not. Yeah, I have that. It's on my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about. Okay, well, since you bring it up, uh, yeah. So I looked at your calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it said this morning. The only words that I saw were blocked out. This morning, you had mud mountain fish screw, and those mm-hmm. that was all in caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty important meeting this you, morning about uh, the mud mountain fish screw. You, you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. The fish are, they need help. They need <laughs> all of our help. Um, Can, I don't even know where to start with this. What? <laughs> okay, so the fish, mud I mount- understand. Yeah, okay, and as I recall. Not a big fan. Correct. I do have uh, a uh, a phobia of fish mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to a pretty Was extreme it, degree. Yeah. Was it diagnosed, or is this just something that you thought well, would be like a it, funny joke? No. <laughs> it's, the thing. The thing w- is, when you have a real fear of fish, you know it, mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. need anyone else to tell you that you have it. You just know it's it. Fair. Yeah. It's undiagnosed. It's when fine. you see a fish, you um you feel like your entire soul is leaving your body and it's mm-hmm. being dragged into hell. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's that. That's where, um, I don't know what else to say about that. That feels pretty concrete. could <clears throat> just be a vitamin B deficiency as well. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, don't <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll look into it. I just don't think so. Um, so the mud mountain fish screw is a, uh, can we take a, it by parts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mud, mud mountain is a, is a dam. It's a dam. A da- is it made of mud? No, it's not. It's mud, mud. I don't I've never been to mud mountain, but it's a dam they built at mud mountain. Um, I can't imagine there was like a long list of names to pick from there. It was just, oh, uh, the mountains it's made of mud like so most mountains are. Someone saw a mountain, like we need a name. They're like, looks pretty muddy. How about Mud Mountain? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. And where is Mud Mountain? Uh, Somewhere in the west. I don't go there. So I don't really know exactly where it well, is. Yeah, I think we're going to go. When I type it <laughs> into Google Mud Mountain, it autofills Mud Mountain haulers, which apparently is a TV series. Oh. Oh, interesting. So you've hopefully, got some pretty uh, some some fame here that you're you're dipping into, hopefully unrelated to the fish screw. Uh, so, and with with my speech impediment, fish screw is like <laughs> the third hardest thing to possibly say. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to rely on you to say that one for me. Fish screw, fish screw, Mud yeah. Mountain Dam in King County, Washington, a few miles southeast of <laughs> of Enumclaw. I like that Wikipedia has given me a point of reference that I do not understand even how to pronounce, much less where it falls on a map. Enumclaw. E-N-U-M-C-L-A-W. Yeah. Enumclaw. Enumclaw. Do you know Enumclaw? I have no idea what Enumclaw means. Okay, so good. I not how to pronounce it. Okay, so Mud Mountain <clears throat> is in Mud Washington. Mountain. It's a location. And there's a dam. Oh, here's a dam. Yeah, see, Mud Mountain Dam. It looks like a water slide. Yeah. So... Yeah, well it's it's a it's not like a like a big like Hoover dam type thing. I think it's just a like a spillway type dam. And the fish screw that I uh Can I take a uh, guess? Can I? Yes. Oh, please. Oh okay. my god, yes. Absolutely. So I'm going to I'm going to give a real guess here because <laughs> I, <laughs> I have lots of tangential uh ideas here, but mm. um I'm going to do a real guess. Mm. Is a fish screw mm-hmm. a device that spins around like almost like a drill bit, and lifts mm-hmm. fish out of one part of water and up mm-hmm. or down into a different level of water. God, like, are you an engineer? Are you actually like <gasps> literally right? an engineer? That's literally what it is. Yes. Yes. So yes! it's so when when they when they put a, a spillway or a dam on a <clears throat> on a uh, a river that has a lot of spawning fish, you know, trout, salmon, stuff like that, um, it obviously interrupts those patterns, and so they need to be able to let those fish get back over the spillway back up river um so they have this tube essentially that normally would allow them to swim up but it's so steep that they can't just like swim up and they can't really like propel them with jets so they have a very slow moving rotor inside oh, of the God, tube it's like a fish escalator it really is so but two critical things about a fish screw <laughs> two critical designs. Yeah, just two critical things about a fish screw. Okay, um, the fish screw needs to go. Um, it 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 can't go too slow because then the fish just fall right back out of it, and then sure. it's just yeah, right. right? So then <laughs> yeah. it's just like it's really frustrating for the fish. Yeah, but um, more importantly, can't go too fast. Cannot go too <laughs> fast. And it was described to me. It was described to me that if this if the fish screw starts going too fast, it becomes quote incompatible with the fish <laughs> that's one way to put it okay so this is now a chum screw yeah, yeah exactly yeah so um incompatible with, the fish. incompatible with the fish so okay yeah we turn the fish screw at a specific speed uh, no matter how many fish are in the fish screw how much water is in the fish screw to allow them to reach their spawning now again. does it matter which what kind of fish does that help to determine the speed i or think is it? any anything gets inside of the anything that's inside of the tube gets deposited upstream so what fish. is the, so what, so you don't like, you don't, it's not like this speed for trout and this speed for salmon. I don't think, it's just one. Well, you better speed. figure out because it's not going to be compatible with them potentially. <laughs> Maybe they're two lanes. I'm not really sure. So how fast does it go? Mm, not so fast. You really don't want to, you, you you don't want to, you don't want the fish <laughs> to realize that they're in a fish <laughs> screw that you want them to think, man, this is a really like churned up water I, this you know surfs up guys you don't want them to think oh this is a mechanism that is sucking me out of a river because sure. the fish get really no, really unhappy salmon were like famous for being able to jump levels i want you to look up photos of the mud mountain dam right now <laughs> and you let me know one, but it was from pretty far away <laughs> <sighs> mud so mountain it, dam it would be difficult <laughs> <laughs> It would be
1: difficult.
0: Hey, do you know it's open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. daily? Well, yeah, sure. That's that's when I go there. <laughs> it's when the fish go. Uh, oh, this is a this is a water park. <laughs> it has its own water park. Wait, have I been working in a water park the whole time? <laughs> Shit, I really need to visit this site more often. Thanks. What do I, Mount Rizit here? I wonder if I've been here. My sister lived in King County for a while. Hmm. You may have happened upon the... I feel like if I saw a fish crew, group, I would know. So, the, okay, I'm, I'm going to, let me, I don't understand what I'm looking at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to send you this Please do. I, photo. It's interesting that you are asking so many questions when in the pre-show meeting you told me you, quote, did not take any notes for this show tonight. I, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Anyway, let's talk more about your stuff. Let's not talk about my stuff. Hey, we, I know we have a show to do, but, um, you know, while we got the, the, the audio going, let's just, I want, there's some really important things to talk about. I want to learn. I want to learn. I do want to learn. This is a, well, I think I, I, so when I look at, when I, Patrick, I'll tell you, when I look at this photo, I sense potential ghost story in the future. So this is research. It's like the audience is doing research with us in real time. You're typing. What are you typing? I'm also looking at photos. Oh, oh, here okay. we go. Here we are. Fish passage facility. Mm-hmm. What, what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, so the, the the downstream side here, if you look down to the right, at the downstream side, that's where we pull the fishies out, and then we pump them upstream. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. We, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We screw them upstream. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the phrasing is important. I want to... So this little waterfall thing here, mm-hmm. that's what that's what you that's what they that's can't the jump way. up correct yes oh fuck off they could jump up that that's mm. got to be three feet tops take it up with the fish man i don't know what to tell you i could jump up that if the i if first off the fish screw could not handle a salmon your size that's that's just not what it's <laughs> well, made that doesn't, for that's all. not very dei it is it's incompatible with the fish your size i'll put it that way <laughs> you would not like you would not like your trip to the fish screw at all <laughs> god for uh, so many reasons mm-hmm. i assume Oh wait! Now I see the dump trucks here. The spent trucks by. Oh, okay. So that's good. Um, that's good for scale. So this is a pretty sizable mm-hmm. waterfall. Yeah. Oh, those trucks were anyway. The, the, so this is a ghost podcast, mm-hmm. and I have come prepared for a full episode. Um, that will take us the right amount of time. <laughs> Once I begin to. Speak about it. <laughs> um, before, so just for the sake of, you know, really, um, we haven't talked in a long time. So in person, it's been it's been a full week. Um, so before, I, I, so we do have a ghost story for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, I mean, what else is going on in your life? Anything else <laughs> that's um, that could take up some time or? Nothing. I'm, I'm ready to talk about ghosts. I'm done cool, talking thanks. about fish screws. Thanks. I'm ready to have opinions about ghosts. Oh, I didn't do the thing. Oh, we, that we do now. I hope everyone is still listening even though I didn't do the intro. Where are you? We haven't checked in in a while, so obviously mm-hmm. the 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 long-term listeners will know that we started off episode 1 so long ago mm-hmm. um with you being a zero on the scale of 1 to 10 mm-hmm. of um of believing in ghosts. So, are mm-hmm. we moving the needle for you at all? Or is is this is this helping? Uh I mean, I wouldn't helping is a really strong word to use for something like this. I I mean, I'm still having a great time. I'm still having a great time, guys. That is you important. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, uh, you know, so it's kind of messing around with the whole idea of ghosts. Haven't really settled down yet. Yeah, that's been you know pretty clear, I think, yeah. for, uh, for for all of us. <laughs> all right, it uh, was good to know. Well, I think uh, this is going to be interesting. I think you're going to feel you're going to feel a real connection to this story. Oh, yeah, because okay. it's about the ghost of fish. It's not about the ghost of fish. It's not about the ghost story. Okay, no. good. Oh yeah. no? god. You think I would do a story on fish ghosts? Are you fucking crazy? Do you know anything <laughs> figured, about me? I would be so scared. I figured it's why you're like beating around the bush for so long. Like, I really don't want to start this episode about the ghost fish. <laughs> why did I ever do this one? Uh if I ever do a story about ghost fish, mm-hmm. I'm it's my it's my swan song. Not just yeah. for this podcast, but for life. <laughs> I've given up. There's, to be clear, there was like a man off-screen with a gun to my head. <laughs> Unwillingly doing a podcast by Fish. That is absolutely correct. All right. So let's just do this. Here <laughs> here's today's story. Um Molly Crenshaw was born in the early eighteen hundreds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, as so many of our, our, our friends on this show are. Mm-hmm. She was born in Haiti. Oh, okay. Which makes me think maybe her 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 given name was not Molly Crenshaw. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's got kind of a, like a missionary ring to it. A like I going to go bit, down yeah. there and save the Haitians type yeah, deal. Yeah. But Strong missionary vibes yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Eventually she will become Molly Crenshaw, and I do not know her by any other name, so we're just going to call her Molly. Okay. So she was born in Haiti, and she grew up learning voodoo from ah. her mother and grandmother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you know, is not to be unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for us to get into some voodoo. Like voodoo's, voodoo's like literally. Like, just interacting with ghosts. That's, like, the whole thing. I learned a lot about voodoo because I had to fill more time in this episode. (laughs) And so I researched voodoo (laughs) to give you some context. And I was actually very surprised by what I found. Hmm. Now, one of the things I learned was that in 1835, when Molly was a a wee lass, Mm -hmm. and I say that in the Irish sense because the name Molly Crenshaw (laughs) makes me think, Yeah. Clearly, she was Irish. In of 80. the Haitian Crenshaws, <laughs> that's right. Um, Voodoo was banned there in 1835 in Haiti. Yeah, what did they do? Well, this is what I was. I also found this surprising. What yeah. I learned <clears throat> was that the uh, they were, which is less surprising. They were colonized by the French.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And the French were all into the Catholicism thing. And mm-hmm. they, as soon as they came over, they were like, "Hey, everybody." No more of the thing that you do that is weird and that we don't like. Now you're going to do the thing that is definitely not weird that we do like, which mm-hmm. is Christianity and Catholicism. Mm-hmm. We worship one dead guy.
1: Not all the dead guys. And he's undead, yeah. but not in the way that you would think.
0: <laughs> Actually, now that, now, that we, now that we say it out loud, it does... Okay, I can see how we would all well, get confused. Well, it's interesting about this. that you would draw that connection, Patrick. So put a pin in that for just a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how was that, that a connection? to be made? You'll see. Okay. So Molly and her family practiced in secret because it mm-hmm. was banned. Yeah, it's like prohibition. Like it's yes, like a, like, that's right. like a voodoo speakeasy. Yeah, yeah. it's very, yeah, it is it? very similar, isn't it? Similar. It was very common for people to practice voodoo in common at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voodoo. You know, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I did think maybe that was what you said, and I thought that can't be right. No, he's not that stupid. But here we are. Oh, boy. (laughs) You thought it was going to be a short episode. (laughs) And here we go. So voodoo was something that a lot of folks practiced, even after it was outlawed. um, Because it turns out the laws were almost impossible for the Haitian government to implement. Because, like, Mm. really, how are you going to... Yeah, you know. Now like, you ins- don't believe in voodoo. Oh, okay. That's yeah, sure. they obviously didn't know anything about the Spanish Inquisition, mm-hmm. because that's how you stamp out people not believing what you want mm-hmm. them to believe. You literally stamp them all up. It's yeah. yep with machines and presses. Uh, so this was going on in in Haiti, uh, and it became sort of a form of resistance against the French colonial empire, which is cool, mm-hmm. um, and also against Catholicism, which was imposed upon them. So they mm-hmm. were like. You know, fuck you. We're gonna do our thing. Now, I. This is one of those moments where there's a lot to voodoo that we're not gonna cover here because this is not a history <laughs> podcast, it's not a voodoo podcast. Correct. It's, it's a totally different genre on on Apple. This is not even the Cliff's Notes version <laughs> of that podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be very clear about that. This is not trying to sum up <laughs> voodoo. <laughs> But if I were to try some of voodoo, <laughs> but um, here's what white people say about it. It's actually a blending of Catholicism with Western and Central African spirituality. So they actually kind of took um, African spirituality and blended it with this new Catholicism. And that is mm. uh, one at least one version, maybe the predominant version. Not gonna, not gonna not gonna die on that hill. Um, but a, a version of Haitian voodoo is a blending of Catholicism with that. So it is like, they were like, actually, there's a lot in common here. Mm-hmm. Your guy dies and then comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Um, there is all of us die and come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we get it. Yeah. One example of this playing out was their national geographic had this really interesting story that, um, I did briefly think I could just quote, eight paragraphs of the story, and that will kill a lot of time. <laughs> but <laughs> but I decided that would drag on a bit. So I'm just going to quote a little bit. There was a ceremony that they detailed where um, it, quote, begins with a Roman Catholic prayer. This is, a, this is a, a Haitian voodoo ceremony that begins with an actual Roman Catholic prayer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then three drummers begin to play. Attendees begin to dance around a tree in the center of the yard. The priest draws sacred symbols in the dust with cornmeal, and rum is poured on the ground to honor the spirits. So it's, it really is just like a mix of yeah. these things. And again, like starting off with a Roman Catholic traditional prayer. So they really blended it all together. I think mm. that's interesting. Yeah. It's a little cocktail. I like that. Yeah. Um, so. When Molly, back to Molly, so she was practicing. She was you know, being being uh, schooled in the ways of voodoo by her her um, her matriarchal line. And when she was in her twenties, she decided to leave the island of Haiti
1: hmm.
0: for reasons that probably existed. <laughs> I mean, it was it was but, Haiti, yeah. so it doesn't take too much convincing, probably, to maybe leave. Mm-hmm. So she leaves, and we don't know a whole lot about where she went initially. We do know that she ended up—I have lost my place in the notes. <laughs> we do know that she ended up in Louisiana eventually, New Orleans hmm. area specifically. Seems like a pretty easy transition, right? Correct. There. Yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like that seems like the right place to go. So she was there for a few years, um, and I don't know what she did for money, but I would guess based on what I know about her. After this, Uh I don't know what it, I don't, I, I don't know what the name is for a person who professionally practices voodoo for people. Mm. <clears throat> I know that a name for that exists.
1: Yeah. And Dr. I'm going to, yeah.
0: I don't, it's not that. And I <laughs> would encourage you also to not try to guess at it <laughs> because we're going to get letters. Somali lived there for a few years doing that voodoo. That she did so well. <laughs> that she did. <do. laughs> but eventually, she was like, it's time for me to leave. And again, probably for reasons. Mm-hmm. History history doesn't catch up to Molly until uh, till a, a few weeks after this. So it's hard <laughs> to know. But she decides to head up the Mississippi River. I mean, it's like hundreds of years ago. She, you know, she was off the grid for a few weeks. Who among, who among us wasn't? Really? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely 100 years ago were off the grid for a while. Very long time. Then you ended up in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. Down an alleyway. <laughs> Which will be the episode in a different podcast um... that last episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I gotta stop stop getting me off track. It's like literally my whole job. <laughs> Um oh she's going to the Mississippi River. The old the mighty Mississippi. Mm, big Muddy. Fight your way up Big Muddy. Yep. To get to <clears throat> Where do you think someone like Molly Crenshaw would end up? She sounds like a St. Louisan. Oh my god, you're so stupid. I know. No, she passes St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> she goes around a bend in the river. Mm-hmm. Um but not too long after St. Louis, she mm, sees a town see? that she calls uh, St. Charles, Missouri. And she thinks, you know what? Well, this is my stop. Gross. What do you know about St. Charles, Missouri today, Patrick? <sighs> <clears throat> Please describe it in as many words as possible. <laughs> we oh, are here God. to kill time. Oh. i I'm sure we have lots of listeners that enjoy their homes in St. Charles, Missouri. <laughs> so I will... <laughs> okay Any, i will um, let them know how how much i also enjoy saint charles missouri <laughs> it's very nice what is your problem with saint charles because i was, nothing. it it they have a really quaint downtown mm-hmm. cobblestone streets and mm-hmm. old buildings and stuff it's nice mm-hmm. yeah went to, a a there, went to wedding there a few weeks ago at the, the old, uh, not at the casino at one of the uh it was like an old foundry, I think. I think it might be called The Foundry. What is a foundry? Foundry is where they pour molten uh, metal into... Okay. And they they make, you know, forms. So, molten metal into foundry? stuff. Like, uh, you know, like making cookies. <laughs> okay. Big, yeah, big, like, big yeah. load-bearing metal cookies. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So, that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> st charles missouri is uh it's located in st charles county i mm-hmm. not mistaken which is um west sort of northwest of st louis mm-hmm. and it's uh it's a whole thing yeah and it's fine it's fine is there anything else you want to add uh, before we go into the history of it no there's not okay <laughs> so molly molly passes st louis and she thinks this isn't for me but she goes around the bend in the Mississippi, which cuts into St. Charles County. Mm-hmm. And she says, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop the boat. Stop the boat. Let me off. <laughs> Hello. This is where i meant to be. <laughs> and this is so she settles in St. Charles County in mid 1800s. From what I can tell, she was just north of St. Charles, like the, what is now like the main downtown area. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So she's north of the Missouri River, but south of the Mississippi River. She's between Mm -hmm. them. And it was all, at that point, of course, it was all forest. Mm -hmm. Now there's still quite a lot of forest there. Mm -hmm. That's going to be important later in the story. So put it in there. Still lots of trees there, lots of forest, lots of undisturbed Mm -hmm. forest. Now, back to the mid-1800s with Molly. She moved in and um, she did what she knows how to do she do that voodoo. She'd do that voodoo yeah. that she do so mm-hmm. well. And she starts, uh she opens a little shop that where she would, you could go there if you wanted to, if you wanted help with, you know, whatever ails you, or mm-hmm. if you wanted that neighbor boy to, to fall in love with you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Or if, if you, yeah. You wanted those fish to jump up river with the, sure, but they yeah. couldn't. Mm-hmm. You want to invent a, invent a fish screw. You want to fall in love with a neighbor boy. You want to get rid of jaundice. Any of those things. <laughs> yeah. She was there to help. Yeah. Okay. Lots of STD things, I'm sure. <laughs> her purview. And she opened a little shop and people would come and she would perform some rituals and, uh, and be really helpful. Um, now, the settl- I, you're, this is going to just knock your socks off. <clears throat> you're not mm-hmm. going to believe this. The settlers of Missouri were not really into this.
1: <laughs> they, were,
0: <laughs> they were like buying all in on voodoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Missouri was not nearly as open-minded back in the eighteen thirties as it is today. Do you think? Do you think it was actually probably more open-minded than, than it is today? I don't think it's impossible. It wouldn't be hard. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's it living there? Hey, it's I'm in the basement. So, <laughs> yep. Okay. So they they didn't love this. Like they they treated Molly fine, but she was Haitian. She was obviously a person of color she was obviously practicing what they considered to be you know black magic Mm -hmm. um so they didn't love it but what they did love was farming right and so they certainly they wanted every year to be a good harvest Mm -hmm. and like they didn't love what molly was doing they didn't like go in for all that and they did think she was like a sinner and stuff (laughs) right yeah but if she could help with my farm yield just to be sure just to cover all the basics yeah exactly i'm gonna pray to 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 my god and i'm gonna pray to your thing and maybe you'll come out i'll do my thing you do your thing Mm -hmm. maybe they'll meet they'll have Mm -hmm. brunch and we need a harvest to feed them Mm -hmm. uh so of course they were like well it's cool as long as you're helping me out i think Mm -hmm. and they would go and visit and uh, she would she would do her rituals to ensure a good harvest, mm-hmm. and it seems to have worked for a very long time. The harvest in St. Charles County was always very good. Mm-hmm. So th- this this is a land between two rivers. <laughs> You would call it like a fertile delta, yeah. yeah like literally, like that's <laughs> the ideal place to plant anything. Uh-huh. And and they think, oh, that's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, it makes it actually makes a lot of sense. Now makes I will sense. maybe. Now that you say that, maybe this is why Molly was like, "This is my stop. Let yeah. me off." <laughs> <laughs> I have such a scam. These bumpkins are not going to know is what gonna hit be them. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so this went on for several years, and the people in town, they were all about Molly. They loved Molly as long as her magic was working in their favor. Mm-hmm. Now, it did happen that one year, the harvest was not very good. Ooh. It's not going to work out so well. they The farmers didn't love that very much. Mm-hmm. And let me think. They took no ownership of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a surprising thing to think from good, hardworking mm-hmm. Um They weren't sure what to do with this the first year. <laughs> okay. They knew, I mean, I assume they knew it wasn't their fault. Because mm-hmm. right. they had been doing the same thing they'd always been doing. Could, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If there was fault, mm-hmm. they thought perhaps, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> it might be... Molly, but they weren't. They didn't jump to conclusions, right? Mm-hmm. Could right. be a bad year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The next year, crops did not improve. Mm. The year after that, mm-hmm. crops got a little worse. Oh, uh, okay. And suddenly, they I mean, they had a lot of boon years, right? So they were mm-hmm. they had a lot of a lot of uh, food stores, but mm-hmm. after a few years of bad crops, those stores were running pretty low, right? And now they're facing starvation. What are you Googling right now? I'm seeing when crop rotation was (laughs) discovered. I also (laughs) wanted to look that up, but was on a plane and (laughs) didn't have internet access. It sure seems like it was right about this time that modern crop rotation was being largely developed. And these guys are like, (laughs) it's so weird. I planted corn in the exact same place for seven straight years. And after six years. Yeah. And eventually, uh, all my dirt blew away. And it's Clearly, <laughs> this woman's fault. <clears throat> what do you find? What is uh, what was the crop rotation window? I, you know, I closed. I closed the tab. You okay? <laughs> well, that's, I, 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 you know, it's not your fault. It's my research is my thing. Okay, I, Goog, I googled it, and the first image was of uh, ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics, and I thought, okay, I'm off. By oh yeah, a <laughs> ancient Middle Eastern farmers rotated crops as early as 6,000 BC. Mm-hmm. yep now did these guys know Any about questions? this <laughs> yeah did these guys know about this i'm willing to bet they did not read the instructions on the side of i don't the think Bay. they got to egypt very often i'm not thinking so um can i find anything else two filters no okay uh modern developments this is not the time period so george washington carver Study crop rotation methods in the U.S., teaching southern farmers to rotate soil-depleting crops like cotton with soil-enriching crops like peanuts and peas, and that was that was right around the turn of the uh, the 20th century. Mm. So we were Molly. slow here.
1: Poor she was a few Molly.
0: decades uh, off. Yeah. yeah, for for her own for her own health and safety, as we'll see. <clears throat> Did she try and like calmly explain to them about the findings of the Sumerians in <laughs> six thousand BC? Well, you know, Joseph of Arimathea always yeah. said <laughs> she, I, gosh, you know, I can only I can only guess at what she would have done. I I don't know. Here's what I think I would do. If a bunch of angry farmers came to my door and they were like, Hey, hey, we're starving now and it's your fault, I would I have to imagine she has knives on hand because <laughs> a lot of the voodoo rituals that I was reading about involved like blood and cutting appendages off of animals and things, mm-hmm. you Sure, you know, um, I would, I would have used those to some effect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't know, even like cutting a, like a chicken in half and like spraying the blood on people, that's going to surprise them enough that you can it's- run away. It's going to buy you time. That's all you really it's need. It's going to buy point. you as many mm-hmm. seconds as you need to leave out the back door. <laughs> to get back <laughs> on the river and find the next... The next mo- place where uh, another river yeah, comes close. <laughs> a more bumpkiny town than the one you just found. That's right. Now, Molly doesn't do this. They, they go to her... Because the farmers in the area, they started meeting regularly. Um, and they were like, What do we do about the bad crops? Which evolved into what do we do about this witch Molly Crenshaw?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and from there it was very it was a very it was very easy to know to 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 come up with a conclusion about what must be done. Mm-hmm. So they wait for the next dark night. And I do think this is this is kind of struck me as interesting, like. They're not really in a hurry. They're not this like fevered mob mm-hmm. that, like, we're going to go storm. They yep. waited like several years for the crops and they like mm-hmm. had these town hall meetings about what do we do and then they waited mm-hmm. for a dark night. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're farmers. Like, they got nothing but time. <laughs> nothing <laughs> but true. time. That's true. <laughs> uh they're like we're gonna go get it right now oh, sh- oh f- four o'clock it's time for bed we got okay we'll pick this up in the morning <laughs> pick this up at sunrise. i'll see you all at two <laughs> all right so they um they wait for the next dark night and there was one night a few days later when the moon was covered by the clouds dark as they think they're gonna get all these farmers in saint charles converge on molly's cabin and what's weirdest about this is you could see this happening today. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, okay, so let's just get through this part. So they broke in and they grabbed her and they dragged her out um, and they dragged her deep into the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you guess what they did to her. You would, but it feels gross to even try. They, 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 we'll just fast forward. We'll they fast threw forward. a noose over a tree limb and sure. um, they put that on her and they hanged her yeah. and, um, until dead. Now, before she was dead, as she was, you know, being mm-hmm. being hung from this tree. Did she curse them? She was real mad, uh-huh. and she did, in <laughs> fact, curse them all. Oh, thank God. Yes. So, mm-hmm. she cursed them, she cursed their children, she cursed mm-hmm. all of their children's descendants. Did she curse the land? Because that would explain a lot about St. Charles. Um, <laughs> I think, actually, <laughs> I think Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. And now we'll it's see to come how this together. plays out in a second. She vowed to <laughs> rise up from her grave and take her revenge on every single descendant of all the people who were who were instrumental in her death, mm-hmm. which is great. I think, yeah. I mean, I think most of them have probably moved out to Winsville by now, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Well, she's gonna. Don't worry, she's got a ledger. She's like Santa yep. Claus. She's got a list. She's gonna check it twice, and she knows where they are. So she does this. She she gives this. She bestows this curse upon them, and the farmers are like, "Oh, we'll be fine." Yeah, and they, does this curse work as well as your <laughs> as, as your blessings did? Because I'm, my kids are starting. You know that so, worked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they do hang Molly until dead. Now. After she died a few of the farmers did think oh, okay all right wait a second listen <laughs> listen everyone let's just say Molly we she was a witch right and everyone else was like yeah of course obviously that's why yeah. we did this and, i mean she floats right <laughs> well we didn't test that but oh no oh. <laughs> she's a very small rock and so a few of them were like well since she's a witch and since she did curse us, are we concerned that maybe she actually is capable of coming back from the dead and murdering us and our children and all of our descendants? Yeah, I mean yeah. if you're if you're paying this lady like, you know, twenty bucks a season to protect your crops. I mean the uh, yeah. back then twenty bucks was whew, Oh yeah, that's, that's big that's big money right there. Yeah. The conversion on that is insane. So they're like, okay, yeah, that might be true. So they come up with a really good plan to stop this. Mm-hmm. They take down Molly's body. They cut it into pieces. Oh, no. This doesn't seem like a great plan at all. <laughs> 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 it's, um, it's, it, sounds, it sounds like the St. Like Charles' plan of all, but I don't think it's really right. going to work out so well. <laughs> they cut her body into pieces, and they everyone takes a piece, why? There aren't that no. many pieces. They're yeah. like... I think there are six max. There are differing <laughs> stories. Some are four, some are five, some are six. I think six was the max. So they didn't do a very good job. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know... It was broad strokes yeah. of the axe. And they took her pieces out to different parts of the forest. And mm-hmm. they buried her in separate places all over the woods. I mean... Again, if, if you're superstitious enough to think, boy, maybe she did curse us, cutting her up into little pieces and taking her all over the woods and burying her all different places, boy, does that seem like a way to make it a billion times worse. It's not making <laughs> you <know>? it better, <laughs> I think. You know, Begging forgiveness and maybe mm-hmm. offering up yourself instead of your entire bloodline, that's mm-hmm. like a place to start, I would yeah. think. You're like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to outsmart this witch once <laughs> and for all. I'm going to cut off all of her toes and I'm going to plant them in different different flower beds around my house. It'll be totally (laughs) fine. The things that I think would make her angriest of all and do them. (laughs) So they do, and they bury her all throughout the woods. And their thought process here is, well, she can't really rise up from the dead if Mm -hmm. she's in pieces. In a bunch of pieces. Yeah, sure. Which I got to give it to them; It does make some sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't dig out of a grave if you don't have hands. It definitely makes some like, you know, 2 a.m. on a dark night, (laughs) <laughs> Bunch of farmers in the woods. Probably a little drunked up. Sure. it, it makes sense. Yeah, it probably makes perfect sense. So they do this. So they bury her pieces all over the woods in St. Charles. Um, thinking that she won't be able then to come together and, and mm-hmm. rise out of her grave. Mm-hmm. The only problem is they didn't know the determination of Molly Crenshaw. And ever since then the pieces of Molly have been slowly inching their way back to each other. Ooh. And the story goes that people have actually seen little ridges of earth in the woods in a straight line Mm -hmm. that seem to, if you map them out, converge in in a middle space that the different body parts of Molly Crenshaw are coming together. And eventually when they do come together, Molly will rise out of her grave Mm -hmm. and she will murder. She will fucking kill everybody. (laughs) Um, And I looking at this today, it's like, so there are the, there's a lot of forest here still. So Mm -hmm. her body parts may still be totally in the forest, in which case they're just like continuing on their slow gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, as you know, St. Charles is pretty well developed at this point. Mm And that makes me think, if you're a developer and you're, you know, you're excavating, you're digging up ground, there's a pretty solid chance that somewhere in St. Charles there is a landfill where these pieces of Molly Crenshaw's body have actually mm-hmm. been brought together and are a little mm-hmm. consolidated. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is not out of the realm of possibility that one of these days, very soon, we will see the ghost of Molly Crenshaw bursting forth from a landfill in St.
1: Charles
0: (laughs) finally come forth to murder every single person there. Hmm. And that is the story of Molly Crenshaw, the Missouri witch. Wow. Had you ever heard that story before? I have never heard of of Molly Crenshaw, the Missouri witch. I had not either. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like we hit about fifty five minutes, so boy, <laughs> this turned out great. <laughs> a lot of that was fish was fish screw fish screw talk, and it's oh. all staying in <laughs> <laughs> so to everyone listening, I say you are welcome because that's some top notch uh top notch content um if you didn't hate that we spent a lot of this episode talking about fish screws. Uh, and you're liking this, please, uh, please go leave a review on, um, whatever platform. Patrick, did you see, you saw, I know I shared it with you. My favorite thing recently is that someone loves this two star review on Apple podcasts, Mm -hmm. but also wrote a review and it was the most, it was the sweetest and best glowing review of our podcast. I think I've seen yet. (laughs) And it was only two out of five stars. (laughs) I uh, it's you're keeping us on our toes, I guess. We will earn those three more stars. We will earn them. We're going we we mm-hmm. to work real hard. So if you're listening, we see you, and we know. We know that we're doing a great job, but that we can do better. We can do three stars mm-hmm. more better. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're going to work on that. <laughs> Everyone else, if you just want to make it easy for us and give us five stars, that's cool too. No complaints there. Mm-hmm. If you have a ghost story for us, that would make my life a lot easier, and that would give us better <laughs> stories than Molly Crenshaw <laughs> in terms of longevity and length. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can send us those to ghost at gmail.com uh, or you can just send them to Patrick on Facebook. He's on Facebook. Go mm-hmm. find Patrick. Go yeah, I'm uh, old talk. Yeah, I'm an old man. Go that or thing. again, easiest, easiest way, just post them in the text of the five-star review. And then, yeah, uh, and we, we, will, only, we will, only pay attention yeah. to the ones that are five stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you post a, hey, I'll tell you this. I'll make this a, this is a Clayton Smith, is this a ghost promise? If you do a, leave a five-star review with literally any ghost story, we will do an episode on it can't be the worst one we've ever done doesn't matter I what need, it is it, we, I, need, I need i need to go check if i've if i've posted a review yet <laughs> no except unless you're patrick <laughs> it's that one you're going to sabotage this in ways that are just inhumane and uh, it's
1: just
0: unacceptable here is a ghost story it is very short it will get patrick in
1: bed by eight thirty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> shoot that's all we have for everybody good night patrick shut up don't say that don't don't let them think you don't like this <laughs> Not like a big ending to that one, but
1: no, that's Molly it Crenshaw. Ended. It ended. Yeah, that's all we can ask for. <clears throat>